What's up, everybody, and welcome back to Baseball Connection. So, the Mets have been in the news a little bit over the past few days. You know, they had their whole booing and thumbs down fiasco and whatnot. But they had a, a nice walk-off victory yesterday. It seems to, I don't want to say it's quelled some of the, the buzz around the team, but maybe it's, it's going to cool some fans down and make some people put their pitchforks down because an exciting win like that is what brings a fan base together. And the Mets got a 6-5 walk-off victory over the Marlins yesterday afternoon. And this game was actually a resumption of an April 11 suspended game at City Field. So, yeah, I mean, from way back in the beginning of the year, literally the first week of the season, I guess, they had this game begin and they finally finished it yesterday and it was a walk-off victory. And a ninth inning rally was what it took for them to win this game. It started with a two-run... So, let's let's paint a picture. They entered the ninth inning trailing by four runs. Okay. Then Brandon Nimmo hit a two-run homer. And obviously that's going to, that's going to, you know, tighten the, the deficit, cut it in half. And then you had a pair of two out hits by Dominic Smith and Pete Alonzo. And that, that brought Javier Baez to the plate with a chance to tie or win the game himself. Instead, he slices a ground ball single to shortstop. And then that draws the Mets within one. The next up is Michael Conforto. He laced what looked like it was going to be a game tying hit through the left side of the infield. But then left fielder Jorge Alfaro committed a fielding error. He dropped the ball as he attempted to scoop it. And then Javier Baez saw an opportunity. He was already racing from first to third on the play. And then Baez just turned on the Jets, rounded third, and slid into home, just barely beating Jorge Alfaro's throw. And, yeah, I mean, as soon as he saw the hit, Baez's instincts just kicked in. You know, that's what you call baseball IQ. You just say, okay, I'm going to score the winning run. I'm going to go ahead. And he just beat the throw and ended up being the game-winning run. That was it. That's how the Mets won that game. I mean, actions speak louder than words. A lot of Mets fans have been booing Javi Baez, but, you know, he apologized yesterday, I guess. And a win is, a win is what cures all, honestly. That's what's going to get everybody on your good side. So if we stay in the National League, we're not – NL East, but let's go NL West action. So I was watching this game for a little bit. We got to the desert in Phoenix, Arizona. The Padres are taking on the Diamondbacks, and Blake Snell was on the mound for the Padres, turning an outstanding start. He went seven no-out innings, actually, and they had a combined no-hitter going, but it ended up being broke up, uh, broken up here. It's okay, though. The Padres get a 3-0 win over the D-backs, but I'm, I'm shouting... I'm giving a shout-out to Blake Snell here because I like how he's turned his season around. He got off to a really rough start this year. He's still, I mean, his overall numbers obviously aren't going to be that great because you have to look at the whole body of work. He's had a lot of rough starts in there, but he's been, re- he's been, you know, really solid, at least relative to where he started as of late. And, um, you know, yesterday, seven shutout innings, seven no-hit innings with 10 punch-outs against the D-backs. Let's start before that, seven and two-thirds with 10 punch-outs, one earned run against... The Dodgers, that's back-to-back good starts now for Blake Snell. And that's what the Padres need. Obviously, they need a lot more than that at this point. Things are kind of slowly slipping away from them. But it's good to see you know, Blake Snell actually go deep into a game because he's not known for that. He doesn't normally go seven innings. And to do that 
in back-to-back starts. It's someone who normally goes four or five innings, if we're being honest. But 107 pitches, you know, they they went to the bullpen to finish the job. And, I mean, obviously they weren't able to get the no-hitter, but that's not really what matters here. So great start for Blake Snell. He'll be looking to carry that on. But he finishes the month of August with a 1.72 ERA across six starts and 13.3 strikeouts per nine for him. So th- that's the version of Blake Snell. That's precisely the version of Blake Snell the Padres thought they were getting when they shipped off a package of four players to Tampa Bay in late December. Hopefully he can he could stay dominant because, I mean, we know this is someone who's won a Cy Young in the past, so he has it in him, but we'll see. Manny Machado hit a two-run homer yesterday. That was a big blast for the Padres. And, um, yeah, that'll, that'll kind of wrap that up. And then staying on the West Coast, Yankees-Angels. Angels defeated New York 6-4 at Angel Stadium. And, um, you know, we talk a lot about Shohei Otani every day. And, you know, he was kind of doing his thing on the base pass yesterday. You know, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll let you guys know a little something about me. So people talk about this Shohei Otani. Oh, yes, you know, he stole home yesterday, which is great. But this is one pet peeve of mine in baseball. When somebody says so-and-so stole home, it almost, at least to me, it seems like you're implying they made a straight steal of home. Because when I when I hear someone stole home, I think Jacoby Ellsbury, straight steal of home, you know, when he did in 2009, Red Sox-Yankees, a straight steal of home, just like straight up. I mean, we've seen it more times since then. That's obviously the one that came to my mind, being a Red Sox fan, the fact that I was on national TV. This was a double steal. You know, Gary Sanchez throws down a second base and the throw comes back down. I mean, obviously, that's still stealing home technically. But I think if you just see the headline or you see a tweet or someone says, oh, so-and-so stole home. Everybody, at least to me, it seems like everyone's going to assume it was a straight steal of home. Until you actually see the video, you realize it's a double steal. Just a little bit of a pet peeve of mine. I think that, I don't know, I'm just I'm just kind of, I'm kind of venting here. But it was, it was still cool nonetheless. Still cool nonetheless. I mean... It, we, we can't be really expecting people to do straight steals, considering how rare it is. Walshy, Jared Walsh, had the big blast for the Halos, a three-run homer yesterday, and then Phil Gosselin pitched in with a two-run single. And, uh, you know, the Angels had some good defense in the game yesterday. Close one against the Yankees. They've been playing a fun series out there. It looks like a lot of Yankees fans have made it out to Anaheim for this series. Um, I mean, nor- normally when you see these big market teams, Make it out to other cities, like on our other coast, you'll see a lot of fans come out. You know, same thing with like the Red Sox. Um, when they travel, you see a lot of fans travel well. If we move out to Arlington, so I'm following the CJ Crone show because, you know, yesterday was the last day of August. I, I mean, I want to see this guy named Player of the Month. It has, as of the time of me being uh, um, recording this, it hasn't been announced yet who would be the Player of the Month, but CJ Crone definitely deserves, in my opinion. He hit another home run yesterday for the Colorado Rockies. His month of August has been insane. Not enough people have been talking about it. I, you know, have given him some love, a lot of love on this show because I'm rooting for him. He's put up some insane numbers and he's he's made himself some good money. He's made himself some good money. Obviously, he's going to cash in this offseason. But the Rangers actually beat the Rockies yesterday 4-3 in Arlington. So the Red Sox are suffering through a COVID outbreak. Xander Bogarts was pulled in the middle of the game yesterday. He hit like an RBI single and they pulled him off the field because he had a positive COVID test. And he joins 
seven other players on the COVID list. They're having an outbreak right now, and, um, you know, obviously this team looks defeated. Watching that game yesterday was one of the sloppiest. They had an inning, the, the, the bottom of the third inning, where they have six runs. It was like the sloppiest inning of Major League Baseball I've seen in my life. It was like bad throws, nobody backing stuff up, uh, balls dropping that should have been caught. It was, it was terrible. But, um, yeah, the Red Sox are now without their best player. I mean, he's in his prime, 28 years old, having all-star season, you know, arguably the best shortstop in baseball, honestly. And now they're going to lose him for some time due to a positive test. And the Red Sox are just trying to pick up the pieces behind him. If we move out to Washington, so the Phillies beat the Nats 12-6. They, they, they rode the offense to this one. So they played it. They had a big sixth inning. They had six runs score there. Andrew McCutcheon hit a two-run homer in this game also. I saw the Kutch home run, and I, I had to go look up his numbers because I know Kutch had the ACL surgery. Uh, I don't think it was last year. It was the year before. And just wondering how he would bounce back from that because Kutch is his mid-30s now. He's 34. Wondering what kind of player he is. And looking at his overall numbers, he's still, I mean, not obviously not prime Kutch, but, I mean, 22 homers on the year, right? The 339 OBP is still strong. I mean, the average is not great, but the OPS 776, so he's slightly above league average there. I think this is a serviceable bat. You know, a lot of teams will still be able to run Kutch out there and put him at the top of the lineup to get things going. Be a bit of a table setter and kind of maybe even maybe if he's not going to be a table setter, you can put him in in the four hole, which is where the Phillies have him batting behind Harper, and he'll still be pretty solid protection because 22 dingers through August is is pretty it's pretty good. It's pretty good. So I was uh, interested to see you know what what we would find there. Um, big star of yesterday's night of, of last night's game though for the Phillies is Matthew Vierling. So using first base in the left field, he had four hits yesterday. Matthew Vierling, it's a name I remember from when he was in high school. I remember him being top prospect because, um, yeah, that's what happens when you're a top prospect. Sometimes you you rise up the ranks and make it to the major leagues. But Matthew Vierling, you know, he's an outfielder by trade, and you know he played first and left yesterday. But four hits yesterday, and you know having a having a solid uh, cup of coffee at the major league level. I will say, speaking of cups of coffee. Today is September 1st, which means rosters will expand. We're not going to see 40-man rosters because that's a thing in the past. Now they're just going to go from 26 to 28. But we will see, you know, some teams might probably bring it up an extra pitcher for sure and then maybe, like, some prospects. So Matthew Vierling was up yesterday before we, rosters even expanded, but he's 7 for 12 in his young MLB career, which is just – which just consists of, you know, seven games this year. So shout-out to him. That's going to do it for today, folks. If you enjoyed this, please share it with someone who'd be interested, and we'll see you next time on Baseball Connection.